What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, your host of the Two Growls, One Roar Podcast, back with your weekly episode. And here we are, folks, the point in the year where there really isn't news. So what I did this week is I went out on X and I said, hey, fans, y'all tell me what you want me to talk about this week because we're running out of topics at least for this small, what, two, three week period till we get into the combine next week. Could be a discussion there, but I said, hey, tell me what you want me to talk about. I posted four topics, I think that range from draft picks, groups of players, free agency, and cap space. And the top two choices, at least right now, when I started this recording, were around the updated cap space that was just announced and potential free agents. So that's what we're going to do, an episode that y'all picked. And here we go. Let's get in. One thing that I have learned as I've started my journey to becoming an NFL-esque reporter extraordinaire, whatever you want to call it, label me podcaster, I've learned the degrees of separation that there are between news that we receive that gets funneled down from you know the Adam Schefters, the ESPNs, the NFL Network, the whoever you follow. And what I've learned is the degree of separation isn't as big as you think it is. Yes, there is some information and intel that those folks have directly in the organizations. Part of that is, hey, they get to talk to the teams and the players, and they've got other connections throughout the entire league, ownership, all that stuff. But what I learned is a lot of the information that gets communicated out, I don't know the percentage, I'd say 75%, maybe that's a little high, 70%, is information that's readily available for anyone and everyone to digest. And so the NFL put this out, and that's what I started to slowly realize. And of course, I know those mainstream guys and or local folks also have direct connections into the locker room, the players, interviews, and all that. And, and you know, talking to the coaches and the pressers. But here we go. Announcement from the NFL yesterday. You can watch and follow these NFL communications. Just search it, Google it, you'll get it. NFL announces 2024 salary cap increase. So the NFL announced today that the 2024 salary cap, not crap, will be $255.4 million per club with an additional $74 million payment for player benefits, which includes performance-based pay and benefits for retired players. Total 2024 player costs will be $329.4 million per club or more than $10.5 billion league-wide. The unprecedented $30 million increase per club in this year's salary cap is the result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by the players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenues for the 2024 season. You don't say increased revenues, right? Media deals, rights. We've got streaming on Peacock for games. We're going to have Amazon streaming exclusive games. All the money that's funneled in there, hundreds of millions of dollars. I would expect the cap to, to you know continue to increase year over year. But what positive news this is for us in the Carolinas as we await, what are we going to do with Brian Burns? And I talked about earlier, I put out a whole episode on YouTube that talked about Brian Burns and should we sign him? Yes, I'm a fan of signing him. The reports came out that Brian Burns wanted $30 million. We wanted to offer him $27 million. We couldn't meet in the middle. Yada, 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 as they like to say on Seinfeld. But the yada, yada, yadas in between all that are what got us here today and why we don't have a contract and why it feels like the franchise tag is coming. We also got the numbers for franchise tags. 
$24 million roughly is what the franchise tag would be if we were to tag Brian Burns and keep him. Keep him here in the Carolinas at least for a year. There's no guarantee he's going to play on the tag. I know we want a long-term contract, at least I think we do. But I do think we have to start thinking about the possibility that he is traded if this thing does not get worked out. And I have faith that it will. That's why you bring all these folks in and it's going to take a little bit of time to to settle and for people to get their feet underneath them and Dan and Brant and all that to to sort this thing out, get back in the room, get the deal get the deal secured. Now with the with all these things that are trickling in, we got some unfortunate news, but I'd say expected that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to tag T Higgins. So T Higgins is going to get the franchise tag. Sounds like they're probably not going to move off of him. I mean, why would you let your superstar quarterback have a weapon walk out the door? when he's in his prime. You find a way to keep him. This extra money not only helps the Panthers, it helps everyone else. But when we talk about the addition of this money, 40-ish to total, I think it goes up to like, what, 41, $42 million, roughly the Panthers have to spend. So we really, if we tag Burns, it is going to be a little bit cheaper than, than it would have cost us on the cap as far as where we are today, or would have been, I should say. We have a little bit bit more money to spend on other positions. I'm still not a fan of the tag. I'd rather have a long-term contract because you can spread out that money over the course of multiple years. And that's why you have these guys in here, the gurus that can do that. So with all that said, the question that I got was, hey, what are we going to do? Can you give us a preview of like spending, what that may look like? Now, I'm not getting into the weeds today, into the nitty gritty of Hey, we're going to spend this much here and this much here. It's more of a ballpark guesstimate on where I see the roster, where I think the roster could go, and some names that may fit in between. There's a lot of question marks, which is why I'm just going to let free agency play out. But I will love, you know, I'd love to share as much information as I think I can share with y'all to get you caught up. You, if you have not gone out, I've got a breakdown of the offense, defense, and special teams. One video for each of those, eight, 10 minutes long, walks you through who's on the roster, who's a free agent, who got signed to a reserve or future futures contract. Yeah, that's available. So go out in there and watch that. This is an abbreviated version as I talk about where I think we are going to address needs, whether draft free agency. Quarterback, Bryce and Andy, don't think anything's happening there. What we will see is the addition of a third quarterback or fourth quarterback at some point, and that is really for training camp. I don't think we're going to be drafting anyone, though, or likely getting someone undrafted. Running back position, and I've, I should say I've got these broken out into green, yellow, red. Bryce and Andy are green. They're they're here. They're fine. And I don't think we're going to add anyone in the draft at quarterback or free agency. That's green. Chuba Hubbard, I have him as green. I have Miles Sanders as yellow. I think Miles Sanders and his contract is what will keep him here. That's only two running backs. We're going to carry a third. There's no doubt that we're going to have a third running back on this team. Who that third is, to be seen. You have Raheem Blackshear. You could bring him back. That's always an option. You have Austin Eckler, who's been floated out, not necessarily tied to the team. I have him in red because, like, yeah, sure, that sounds great on paper, but there's no... True ties that he's going to come here yet. Another name, Josh Kelly out of Los Angeles. And I said Raheem Blackshear. I do think you think about the draft. I think the draft is a possibility, not early, but if there's someone late, and we've already addressed a lot of our other needs, that's something that could happen. 
Tight end room, I have Hurst red, Thomas Ian Thomas red, Tommy Trimble green, Sullivan yellow. Last year, Canales carried three tight ends. When we talk about the tight end room, I think there's something that's going to happen. I think Hurst, just because of injuries, and I think Thomas, Ian Thomas, because of just how he's played and the contract that he may not be here, which leaves us to start looking out into free agency. And you talk about a Noah Font that I've mentioned coming over from the Seattle Seahawks. We get into these lesser names, not really big-time tight ends, but a Colby Parkinson, a Gerald Everett are the two names that I throw out right there. You have the draft. I do think it's kind of a lesser need right now because we have four. So until we're cutting people or getting rid of people off the roster, I'm kind of leaving it right now as red as far as drafting. Wide receivers, Thielen and Mingo Green. Now, I guess you could really say Thielen yellow, even red, because maybe there are talks that he gets out of here. Terrace Marshall Jr., red, gone. He's not going to be here. And then Strachan is your other, and I have him in yellow. Wide receiver is what everyone wants us and me and fans and podcasters and whatever media to report on and talk about. With T. Higgins tied up, we've got to turn our attention to some lesser guys. On the list now, I put Calvin Ridley at the top. He's projected by Sports Track to have about $17 million, what his contract would be. Gabriel Davis, another from Buffalo, 13.6. And hey, we're talking about the Bengals, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is another name, roughly $8 to $10 million estimate. Kendrick Bourne, again, $4.8 million. And then Curtis Samuel, good old Curtis Samuel is estimated to have $12 million. We know he played here. And lastly, Marquise Hollywood Browns. So those are like the big names that I have. Varying degrees of like red and yellow. There's been no indication that any of these guys are associated with Carolina or the Panthers or want to be here. Have us drafting a wide receiver. It would be, it would like if there was a bet that I could make right now that we would not draft draft a receiver, I would not take it. Like we have to get a receiver at some point in the draft. Now the thing about this is DJ Chark. He's available. Amir Smith-Marset. I think you bring back Amir Smith-Marset. I talked about LaVisca being gone. DJ Chark, maybe if the dust is settled and there's just nothing else available and he doesn't get picked up along the way. The thing about all these ideas of bringing this guy versus this guy and this guy over this guy back is we saw how terrible this team was, and I don't know that good coaching is really going to elevate it and get it to the next level that we think that it should be or so when you run it back with some of the guys that have already been here, I don't know what you're getting, which is part of the reason I think some of these guys that may have been safe under Reich are likely going to be out. Now, offensive line, that's the other fun one. We've got Icky. We've got Christensen, Bozeman, Austin, Moten as your quote-unquote starters right now. Then you've got Zavala, Mays, Jensen, Ricky Lee. I'd say Icky's safe. I know people won't like that, but he's safe. He's not actually going anywhere. You know, maybe he moves inside. Brady Christensen, feel like he's safe. Bozeman, at least for now. Austin Corbett, yes, and Moten. Now you've got the injuries. You've got all that thrown in there. So I don't think there's a guarantee. I'd probably put all those guys in yellow, and I put Moten in yellow because Moten's contract. Then we get into the guys, some of the, which were brought on last year. Zavala, I have him in yellow, even though he was just drafted last year. Cade Mays, red. Jensen, red. Ricky Lee, red. Now, it's not anything around performance, but it's like if we are going to bring in a free agent or we're going to bring in someone through the draft, somebody's got to go. 
And those are the guys that I think about leaving. Now, I don't have name. Like, I went through the free agents that were available, and I think were there were, at least on the website I was looking at, not many that showing for left tackle, which I feel like is a glitch. But I don't know who the heck we're going to pick up. I've seen teams starting to release guards, to release tackles and I just don't have a read on it and I don't want to like misinterpret say yeah that's going to be a really good pick for us or we should look at that guy so that's your breakdown folks on the offensive side of the ball then we turn to defense which is another hot topic defensive line we've got Brown, Tuttle, Thurman and Ray I do think we bring someone in through free agency again as far as like a name I don't have anyone that's like jumping off the page at me right now as we get into this and I get you know more in the weeds of free agents and who I think we're going to look at, we'll keep you posted, or we hear. Edge or outside linebacker on roster, we have Barno, Johnson, Leota, the villain. I feel like Johnson is safe only because he was drafted this past year, not because of his play per se. Leoto and villain, I do think, are potentially on the cut line. Not so, I mean, Johnson could be too. You have Brian Burns, you bring Brian Burns back, you have Etor Gross Matos, possibly bring him back, and then I think you do address this through the draft. I think you'll have to pick up someone at edge in the draft outside the linebacker. Inside the linebacker, another weak position right now. You have Shaq Thompson, Chandler Wooten, and Cherilis. Three guys. Shaq, I have in yellow, possibly red, coming off an injury, a little bit older. It's not that I don't want him here, folks. Y'all know my stance. He's a great guy, great player. Took a sacrifice to be here, to be with his his guys and go to war with the Panthers. But it's someone that we'll want to monitor. And then you got Wooten and Cherilis, again, younger guys that I just don't know that they're going to be long-term fits as inside the linebackers in the NFL. And that leaves you with Luvu. Frankie Luvu, Kamu, Grugier Hill. Do you bring him back? I think Luvu, yeah, you got to bring Luvu. But I got Luvu in yellow because I don't know that we'll be able to get him. I want him, but I don't know if he's going to be here. And then Grugier Hill in yellow as well. I do think free agency, we'd look to pick someone up, probably a veteran. And depending on, I mean, when we start talking about the draft, it's really going to be the draft board order and priority, which I'll get into as we get closer to the draft. Like who is is uh, our top priority how many picks do we get did we trade up do we trade back do we get additional compensation so that we can pick some of these guys that may or some of these positions that may not be jumping off the page right now as desperate needs cornerback room jc horn dante jackson jameson and boodle have horn and green but we do have to decide if we're picking up his fifth year option dante jackson in yellow because of the contract and i'll say People give Dante a hard time. Dante's been a pretty good player over the last year. I'm not saying fantastic, but when you're looking at like an NFL caliber corner, or at least what we have on the roster today, I would take that. I know the money's a little bit higher. I don't know if there's some restructuring that can happen, but that would result in an extension. It's hard to say. And then Jamison and Boodle, I have on the bubble. I do think we look at the cornerback position in the draft look to maybe bring back a Troy Hill or another veteran presence. But cornerback, I think C.J. Henderson is gone. Lastly, safety. Woods, Bell, Robinson, all green, all safe in my opinion. Although Xavier Woods, maybe he could be in the yellow. And then Alex Cook, I have in the red. I think he's a potential cut. And then Sam Franklin, at least 
talking about who may be coming back. I think Sam Franklin is on that list. And you may, again, look at the draft, but if we're looking at what we have today, and if you bring back Franklin, I'd say safety as far as a need to get a safety is a little bit lower on the list there. Signed on the roster today, that leaves us with 21 on offense, 19 on defense. We know that NFL rosters are 53 players. You throw in the three special teams. That means we have room for 10 additional guys. Well, I'm counting Jensen being signed, JJ coming back. So if JJ does come back, then that would put us at 43. But right now, I guess technically 11 spots open on the roster today. 11 spots open up for grabs. And uh, free agency is going to be fun. At least I, I hope it is. And I hope we get someone halfway decent. Not to say that we won't, but I do have a like this other thing inside of me that says get ready to be underwhelmed and unimpressed at what we do. But I wouldn't let that worry us as far as like where this team can go next year. And again, we're just working on positive momentum winning some games, winning more than two games heading into next year. Well, folks, I believe that is it. Now, I guess taking a step back, because one of the larger questions that came up was understanding the cap space. And so we talk about the cap and what's available. You're going to have a chunk of it potentially set aside for burns, which does leave less flexibility in what you want to do with some of these other guys, with the Luvus, with an extension for, for Derek Brown. Now, the beauty of it is you do have the option to spread out some of these contracts long term. You also have to have a chunk of money that's available for your draft picks. I don't know, in years past, just watching us monitor our cap and manage it, that we like to keep some available as well, just in case there's some small things you want to do. What we need to do this year in this offseason is focus on moving forward and not messing ourselves up in the long run. And what I really mean by that is let's stop doing these short, what we'll call wins to pick up a shark and then have dead cap money or pick up a whoever and have dead cap money or restructure and extend someone that probably shouldn't be here. Now in the next like two or three years, things are going to be much, much better. And if you think about cap opening up even more, it makes the thought or idea of Burns getting paid 27 to 30 million not as bad. And I think Burns is 27 to 30 if that's where we land and he does sign here long term. That's going to be the bottom of the tier in a few years because then you're going to have someone else coming up getting 35, 40 million for, for edge or defensive end or outside the linebacker or whatever it is. So I think today's number, it's really, as we've seen, it's like the next number that sets the market, sets the market, sets the market. But let's not do stupid stuff. It's easy to want to jump out ahead and think about, oh man, if we just get this guy or this guy or spend a little more here, let's make smart decisions and smart decisions that set this team up to become successful in years to come so that we can lean off of you know the Bryce Young contract and deal. You got really two solid years at least. And then you start talking about, of course, like the fifth year option, if he's going to play on it, extension, yada, yada, more Seinfeld. All right, folks. That is it. Y'all have a good one. See ya.